You smell something, Rabbit? Fear. Nobody leave this place without singing the blues. Oh, you little bitch troll from hell. Ah, the guy's finger my asshole tonight. Is it Friday already? Okay, just jump right into my nightmare. The water is warm. Are you All right. Hello, everyone. Um, this is take two because I had the settings wrong. So yay for that. All right. Uh, you're listening to bunchofdorks.com. This is a Mao solo show. And that sound you heard was Dan clicking off. No, not really. <clears throat> That's a long running joke. Basically, uh, and if I've explained this before, I'm sorry. Basically, a while ago, uh, I don't know what's, what show it was. It was like one something something. Uh, <clears throat> this is show 184, but that uh, that show I had done myself, and I obviously shouldn't have been in front of a microphone, and I was drunk, and pretty pretty much Dan said it what made him want to kill himself. And that's no good, because Dan's a great guy. So I uh, start every solo show with, and that's Dan clicking off. So it's, uh, it's Christmas Eve. Um... I'm doing a solo show because I don't know what the schedule is going to look like. We did a show last week, and basically, uh, you know how the holidays are. They get pretty sketchy. All of a sudden, there's no time for anything. Uh, you know, uh, and and this is the New Year. I'm, it's New Year's, or New Year's Eve. Oh, my gosh. I probably said that twice, didn't I? All right. It's Christmas Eve right now. I'm doing a Christmas Eve show, and... Uh, I'd like to say, oh yeah, I'm doing some, uh, you know, it's, the snow's falling and it's, you know, 11:39 and we're going into Christmas, but that's not true at all. I'm in Florida, it's, uh, you know, 60 degrees and I'm doing this at like 11:15 or something like that in the morning. So, although I should be painting a lie, I'm not going to. I'll raise above it, uh, rise above it. Sorry. I, obviously, I should have either more coffee or not be doing this show today either. <clears throat> wow. You know, I <laughs> I uh, turned on the TV this morning, and uh, when I woke up, I woke up pretty late, and, and I saw uh, The Price is Right was on. I hadn't watched that in years. Uh, two observations. One, I didn't, I forgot that Drew Carey took it over, and two, it's sad that I'm now fatter than Drew Carey. Um, that's not to say that I'm gaining excessive amounts of weight. I'm not any thinner by any means. But I had no idea that Drew Carey had lost, like, 300 pounds or whatever the hell it is. It's amazing. Uh, so, yay for him. And I'll have to email him and see what his tricks are and then try them myself so I can be back to uh, get back to being not uh, skinnier than him. All right. <clears throat> you know, uh, I alluded to it last week. On last week's show, I mean that uh, I was excited and yay! It was I was going into a week vacation and oh, you know that's so awesome. And then it, like I, as per usual, in the blink of an eye, you're staring at Friday afternoon and you're like, what happened to that week? It was crazy. So, um, you know, basically, <clears throat> I, this week came and went in a flash, like they always do. 
I love having off from work, but man, you just don't even know where the time. I, I like, I was sitting there. I'm like, I don't even know where the time went. Like, I don't know what happened. Monday, I did something. I can't remember what it was. But then, uh, well, I have a uh, my little black truck. It's an old nice 1994 Nissan pickup that I, I've. I work on it pretty regularly and pretty religiously to keep it running, and it's in it's in decent shape. It's a it's a good nice little truck, you know. It's just getting old. <clears throat> That's that took up uh, three of my vacation days. It started innocently enough as it as the story always does, and then it proceeded to spiral downward. Basically, uh, all right, I had a the valve cover leaked a little bit. So I was like, well, I'll put the valve cover gasket, a new valve cover gasket on. And I, uh, I took the top part of the motor off. I mean, not the top part. You have to disconnect like 900 things on a car now. Like if you want to take one thing off, that leads to disconnecting like eight things. And then those things have to have eight more things. You know, it's kind of, you really have to pay attention to what you're doing when you work on new cars. Like old cars, you could basically lift the hood, stand next to it under the hood and do whatever you wanted. And there was just one part and that was all it was. They're really basic and rudimentary, you know. So, um, I go out to the, uh, I take the the valve cover off, you know, the valve cover gasket, and I put the new thing on. And there was a couple other, once I had the top part of the motor off, I started looking at all the vacuum lines and seeing how dry rotted they were and old, you know. <clears throat> so I went to a local uh, Goodyear rate, uh, hose and, hose and uh, rubber and hose place. I don't know. Goodyear has this has an outlet that they make hoses, you know. So I go down there and get the get a couple feet of that to start replacing these little things. And and this is you know, underneath the hood, if you've ever looked underneath the hood of a car, you see a lot of things and you like I have been around cars and motorcycles and worked on I've restored a couple engines. I've done so much. You could point to like 40% of what's under that hood and I I go, "Uh-uh." It's like this little goldish greenish metal thing and there's like four or five or two to four vacuum lines going into it <clears throat> you, you, there's no, I have no idea what those are I, I don't know in the olden days when, when they first started doing the um, um, uh, regulations like when they first started putting like stuff on engines all the old mechanics used to take that off and just put a rubber thing over the over the nozzles like they would literally take the pieces off and just throw them away and then be like eh, you're better off and, and and they were right but now newer cars they actually sense that stuff and say, oh, no, engine light, this thing is not working anymore. So, whatever. Bottom bottom line is, you know, I didn't replace any of those little random metal things. I just replaced the hoses so they, so the, the, the vacuum stayed secure, which added another half day. Because then you're, like, looking, and, you ha- and old hoses don't ever come off. You have to cut them off and all this crap. Well, okay, yay for that. I, I You know, I did the... I did the uh, the valve cover gasket, and then I changed the oil because once you're fiddling around with like that stuff, might have fallen in, whatever. So I changed the oil. I take this truck for a test drive, you know. Just I, I like generally I'll I'll do it once over, then I'll I'll zip around the neighborhood, come come back, and you open the hood back up to see if anything's squirting out anywhere or if anything's pouring out onto the driveway, which that's you don't want that. Well, I'm laying under this thing, like just checking it out. And I see some, like, green radiator fluid dripping down. And I'm like, that's odd. And I was like, well, maybe I heated it up or something too fast, you know. Well, I go back up top. Here the top part of the radiator sheared off. 
I don't know how. It, like, it was old. Like, it was the original one, of course. So it's from 94. The freaking radiator, top of the radiator cracked. So now, I'm like, oh, oh my God. Like, <clears throat> this is Tuesday. Wait, was it Tuesday that that happened? Yes. No. Who cares? Whatever. It was one of these days. It was either Tuesday or early Wednesday. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? You know, and my dad's sitting there, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm up to it. I said, I might just have this towed to a garage. And then after the shock wore off, I was like, okay, we'll just, you know, I'll take this thing out. So I disconnect everything and pull the old radiator out, find a place that has them, you know. And then um, I'm like, well, now that the, front end, the whole front of the truck's off, I might as well replace the belts. The, you know, the old belts on the front that squeak, and they'll rip if you don't do it. So, you see how this goes. Like, you get deeper in and deeper in. So, I have the new radiator sitting there. Now, I'm putting the hoses on, or the, the belts on. And the belts, two of them are right and one of them is wrong. And I'm like, what the hell? They gave me the wrong belt. So, then I go and get a second one. And that one doesn't fit either. So, at this point, I'm I'm running out of time and running out of vacation. So, I'm like, screw this. And I just, I put the middle belt, I just used the original one, because it wasn't in bad shape, I'm just like, well, while the front of the motor's off, that's the easiest way to do it, you know, so basically, like, I just said, I just tapped out, I'm like, I'm done, I, I gotta just get going on this, you know, so I put the new radiator in, and the hoses, and all that bullshit, you know, it, everything is so, such a hard process, uh, finally I get it done, you know, and uh, and I top it off, and it's working now, <clears throat> but oh my god, I am, like, so cut up and so beat up, and now, and then it's Friday. Like, I just finished that project, like, yesterday, Thursday. So, you, you know, one thing leads to another leads to another, and instead of having a uh, glorious, uh, long, lazy vacation, which I would, had hoped for, and getting little things done, I did not. And, and the thing that pisses me off is I don't mind working on the truck. In fact, I like it to some degree. But I like it when I'm doing something that makes the cool factor go up or makes it faster. Everything I did to that truck has no meaning other than it can just get me to work every day. Like, it's, it makes it reliable, like all the hoses and the belts and all that other stuff, but there's no performance enhancement whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like, if I was if I spent a week putting a new turbo on it or some crap like that, I'd be like, yeah, or air ride so I can drop it down to the ground. Then that then I'd be, like, proud. Basically, this truck looks and acts exactly the same, except now it's not, you know, leaking oil or, or, or the radiator's working properly. You know, it's like, shit. But... Whatever, I guess that's just part of it, you know. I, I don't know how, I I really, I always kind of wonder, I weigh the uh, the pros and cons. I know I save a lot of money by keeping this truck going. You know, all said and done, I put like maybe 200 bucks into it. That's for everything. That's for belts, hoses, new radiator, and the and the gaskets, and you know, everything. If I would have taken it to a garage, it probably would have been close to 700 or 800 bucks. I mean, I know I saved a ton of money, and not on my car insurance. But um, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I don't know how much longer I want to do it. Part of me wants to just say, look, just go, just cash in, get a new damn car every eight or ten years and just be done with it. You know, I mean, because, you know, like basically after a certain amount of time, cars start, start, start to drop off. Now, this particular, like a Nissan pickup, they are kind of renowned for not dying ever. So I have a very good car that if I keep working on it here and there, basically that nothing should ever die on that truck ever. It should outlive me. And that you can't really say that about new cars because they're kind of built to fall apart because they're kind of junk. All right, this isn't car talk. So basically, <clears throat> long story short, 
I had a uh, great uh, long vacation that was given to my truck. <laughs> so yay for that. And I have no plans for thank or for Christmas or Thanksgiving because that's gone now. I almost said Thanksgiving. I, my brain is like scattered this morning. Jesus. So uh, I don't know. My folks will come. Over, my parents will come over, and I'll probably just, you know we're gonna do like eat a little bit and watch football. I'm I'm, I'm really noticing. I mean, I think what happens is if like holidays, if 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 you have kids, they become important. If you don't if you don't really have kids. I mean, as you get older, they just become more and more meaningless. Birthdays, Thanksgivings, everything. I mean, you know, you're just kind of like, whatever. And it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of strange. <sighs> See, here's that depressing part where Dan says, you gotta, you gotta, I can't even do a good Dan. I mean, um, man, no name is the one who impersonates Dan. Uh, he would tell me to buck up, and I will. So basically, that is my week in a nutshell. Now I'm sitting, oh, you know what, and really strange. This doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's a big deal around here. The water, we had a water main break last night. So, well, obviously, I don't know, if any if anyone has ever done it, the work, like worked on engines and stuff, you, you get like this grease, black grease that doesn't really wash off. It takes like two or three days to, of Every day when you take a shower and stuff like that, you get a little less dirt under your fingernails and stuff like that. And Oh, and the cuts. Oh, my God. I have like a million cuts on my hands and arms. Yeah, and they're all infected, so that's fun. But <clears throat> last night, they freaking – a water main broke in locally. And it's a big – like they said – what they say? A 48-inch water main or 48-inch crack? I don't know. The news showed big like this, like this road right near my house – just water pouring out like all night. It just was like and the water pressure shit. So now we're under like boil water uh, alert. I, I don't know what that means. I mean, I went out and bought some water, but I don't know. Like, am I allowed to like do dishes or laundry? I guess not. I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, I guess they're saying that there's probably dirt or shit or something in the water. I'm like, well, I don't want that, you know. So I don't, I don't know I don't I don't even know if you should like take showers or whatever I have to look it up on the internet where all where all the truths lie <laughs> yeah uh, that was sarcasm uh, I did make my coffee this morning I have a couple things of the of the water I bought you know because all I really need is coffee you know uh, hopefully this hopefully we get our water back soon like I said and they're they're quick around here they're quick it's such a a populated area that, you know, it's not like small town where something might be gone for a while. Like they're on when something happens, they're on it, you know. But all right, I'm gonna take my first music break and see if I can wake up a little bit for you guys. The first music break is going to be the Coffin Lids with one of my favorites from them, "She's the Bomb." With
Caleb. Who? The women? No, their husbands. It's a brand new car. Thank you very much, Coffin Lids. You know, they were one of the first ones to sign off with, uh, you know, sign off and let us use their music, and I never stop appreciating that. And those guys are all kinds of kick-ass. Of course, we're going to have them linked to our show notes. Later on, we're going to hear some uh, Jimmy Oops. And then, to close this out, we're going to visit our newest band member, our band, uh, Snickle Fritz. I actually should get a hold of those guys. They're local. They'd probably come on the show. That would be interesting. It seemed like a very cool guy when I met him at the bar. I mean, I was there taping another band. I wasn't, like, sitting drinking next to him saying, hey, I should use your music. Although that's not out of the realm of possibilities. <clears throat> I, it's, I, I should turn the TV off. I have the TV going in the background. And I keep hearing this, it's a brand new car, and come on down, and all that shit. And, I, and I have, I'm having, like, nom flashbacks of when I was a kid. I used to always stay and watch, like, over the summer vacation. I would stay home, and, and I would watch, like, the, the Price is Right. Then I would leave. Like, I mean, not every day, but almost every day. I was I would stay home and watch that. Then I would like get on my BMX bike and go riding with my friends or go, you know, go start the mayhem of the day. I always loved that show. I don't know. I, one day I'd love to go on that, but I, I I know I won't. I mean, I guess I'd first have to leave my house, and that's a rarity. So yay for that. I don't know what. Is, so I I wonder what all the listening crew is going to be getting for Christmas. Uh, Send me an email. Let me know what you wished for and what you got. Uh, you can send it to zenbone at hotmail.com. That's kind of become the show's email. I, I, I don't really, I think the only thing I'm getting Christmas is a, a lightsaber chopsticks. And that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm a nerd. And, um, I, I might get myself a new microphone for the show. I have these, uh, I have these mics that we all use, and they've been around since the Dub 420 project, the TV show that we used to do. And they were literally like the three for $49 or three for $29, whatever it was. You know, they work fine, but I think our listeners deserve a, a, bit, my more, a more melodious voice, you know, from me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just talking stupid. There's this one on, on, on Musician's Friend that's like, you know, retail price three ninety nine on sale for sixty nine dollars. I'm like, what? But th- I mean, I don't. I, I know that MSRP is such bullshit, you know. But also, it's not. That's like a serious markdown. I don't know where they're getting that price for. Because then they said normally ninety nine or one twenty nine, and then you know. So okay, so I get it. Like that that first price is a lie. Then the second one is like mm, it's high, but it must be a good mic. And there's like a hundred reviews and it's at like five stars out of five, so I don't know. I might spend it. Part of me is like, screw it. If this one keeps working, then just keep using it. But I, I would like, I'd like a nice mic. That'd be, uh, that'd be cool. I got a USB uh, microphone for my for my laptop, and I don't use it very much. But it's a USB in where our mixer board for the the bunch of dorks is all XLR, which is the fat dumb band style thing ignore my ramblings wait no then you'd hang up don't ignore my ramblings is what i meant to say of course if i get that nice mic then i'll be sitting here and sounding like very rich and my tones will be like perfect and then 
you know, man with no name and Romeo be sitting there sounding like a, a tinder box, like they're speaking into a into a tin can or something. Uh, I still might do it. I mean, they're welcome to buy one for themselves, but I don't think they will because, you know, they just won't. I know Promi has one at work, so if I start using it, maybe he'll, like, bring his, you know what I mean? And then Man with No Name will feel sad, and I'll feel sad. So maybe I shouldn't. I'm gonna. Oh, man. I don't know. I was supposed to go shooting with my pop this week, and we didn't. Growing up, you know, me and my dad didn't get along very well. We don't hate each other. I mean... You know, that's just a normal teenager thing. I, I, I really, like, you know, care for him a lot now. And we're, 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 like, we're friends, you know. We do blacksmithing together and shit like that. But I, I wanted to go shooting with him. And then I, uh, and then we didn't. Um, we didn't get to go this week. Of course, that damn truck stole all my time. I haven't gone for a long time. And that was something, we lived in the middle of nowhere. And, and like... When I say we grew up in the middle of nowhere, this is like a little place called like Slatington, and li- li- literally like listen, there was no other houses around me. We were like this A-frame house in the middle of a woods on a dirt road in the middle of nothing, farmland. Nearest house was like a mile away. Not even that's not even an exaggeration, and it was uphill both ways. It's insane. So basically, I did a lot of uh, target shooting, right? Like literally off my off the deck at my house. Uh, you know, I got my first gun when I was very young. I think it was like seven or eight years old. I got my first gun, and then you know, I've, uh, I've they've always been part of my life. But moving down here, I haven't gone shooting very much. So that's something that me and my pop kind of share, you know. And I wanted to get done, and I never, and I just, I should have done it this week. I'm, I'm kind of bummed out that I didn't. Maybe I'll see if he wants to go Saturday or Sunday or something. There's this really nice shooting range down here. I have a couple guns when my grandfather passed away that I got that I haven't shot yet, you know, that are, uh, I don't know, they mean a lot to me. It sounds so dumb when I say, oh, I have a sword that means a lot to me or I have a gun that means a lot to me, but that is true. It's like anything else, you know. Um, I have some guns that are just throwaways. I have some guns that are used for very specific things, you know, and then, like, uh, and then I have some that have been with me since I was a kid. I, like, I have a, a 9 millimeter pistol that... That was mine growing up. Like, I bought this Taurus 9mm that's the, the same as a Beretta, or the ones that the cops use. You always see the cops are like the military. That one. Although some of them have moved over. No, I'm not, no. I'm, I was going to say some of them have switched over to the Glocks in six hours, but let's not even get into that dumb shit. Mostly what you saw is Berettas, and I have a Taurus that's just like that, and I've had that since I'm like 17 or 18, you know? And I saw it, that, that, like, think of how, like, how long that gun's been with me, you know? So I always uh, keep, take care for them and, you know, shoot them and stuff like that. Like, I, anymore, if I'm lucky if I go, like, two times a year, though, you know. And this is something I literally did almost every day or every, at least every third day I would be out there shooting. And you do trick shots and you do, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it, it becomes such a part of your life. When I, I mean, I tell people I've put millions of rounds through guns. That, that that's not even a joke. Like, I've literally shot millions of of bullets through so many different guns. It kind of becomes second nature. Like, you can tell when somebody um, it hasn't grown up around guns or or isn't comfortable with guns. They don't even know like the first things. You know, the, I kind of grew up uh, being taught like always assume a gun's loaded, never point it at something. No, no, you know, like. 
there's certain like I want to say inalienable truths that you you that when somebody hands you a, a pistol or a rifle, you know, the first thing you do is drop the clip out, check that there's nothing in it, never point it at anyone ever, even after you've checked it, never point it at anyone because it's, you know, that's, that's serious business. That's how people get shot. You know, you always hear the, the kids getting shot or, you know, some kid freaking shoots somebody and they don't even know what they're doing. It's because they, you know, it's crazy. That's scary stuff. I don't know. I always thought if I ever had kids, I would have to sell off some of my guns and then um, really lock the rest of them up. I, I don't know. You know, it's hard, though. People would, might think you're nuts, but I grew up with them. Like They were around my house. I, it wasn't – I'm sure when I was, like, two or three, they, they put them, like – they were, like, away where I couldn't get into them. But if something's part of your, like, life, your culture, you just – like, uh, as a kid, I remember there was guns around. It's, it wasn't like a scary thing. And politically, it's gotten where me saying I shoot guns or I like guns, that's almost like saying I'm like the devil. Like, anymore, America is kind of really, not all of America, some parts of America have really, like, gone the other direction, where the right to bear arms, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's kind of flip-flop, too. They don't, like, like it's almost like it's a negative. Like, I can't go to my work and say, oh, yeah. You know, I love to shoot guns. I have guns. People, like, automatically, like, think of, oh, he's in a Columbine and come go nuts, you know. It's, uh, it's kind of sad that, that it's gone that way. I really, you know, think that's part of, I don't, I don't want to say right to have it. I don't know what a right is, you know. I, I, I have, I have no bearing on that kind of stuff, but I do think it shouldn't be so harshly judged, you know. I, I just, I grew up with them. That was really... I never went hunting. I never shot a person. I never shot an animal. I, uh, I, I mean, I, if somebody broke in, I would use them. Of course. That's their the main function of them. But uh, I don't know. It just is kind of weird how, how America's really flipped on that. I don't know if any... I mean, some parts are always going to be gun crazy. You know, you... Uh, whatever. Again, please don't think that I'm a crazy gunman because I have guns. I just like shooting guns. And who doesn't? Okay, a lot of people don't, but get to know what good is. <laughs> that's a, uh, I think, I want to say that's a commercial from uh, Pennsylvania Dutch land, Pennsylvania where I grew up. Get to know what good is, Vonst. I don't know if that ever really happened, but I remember it fondly from growing up. Oh, yeah. I think this show's running out of steam. I'm only like 28 minutes in. I'm like, oh my god. I really thought I had a lot more to talk about. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Sorry, Dan. No. Um, well, generally, my, my, my shows do uh, three music breaks anyway, so I'll be going into one soon. Um, I really need everyone out there that's listening to start emailing me. Um, I've had one or two. Uh, the Drunk, which I... I I think I'm is changing his name from the drunk to the wampa. Not sure. I didn't receive a, t- a fax on that yet. But uh, yeah, like um, email me. He, uh, you know, the drunk emails me a lot with some good ideas. He he emailed me with some ideas for some lists. Um, I know Mimi Bun uh, writes often, and uh, I, she's taking over the site design. So hopefully that'll be soon because our site is abysmal, and I. She had she had some good ideas and I just sent, I sent her an email with like all the bands and all their links to their site so 
I, I really envision good things coming that way. So maybe there'll be some content to go there instead of just me saying, hey, go to the site. And no one does because there's nothing there other than, like, a link to the show. You know, it's kind of sad. But what are you going to do? All right. Well, I'm going to go into my second music break. This is Ginny Oops with Hey You, which I don't think that's a cover of the Pink Floyd, but I guess we'll find out, won't we? All right, enjoy. Because poorly. I'll have such a ball. 
You have chosen wisely. All right, all right, we're back. Thank you very much, Ginny Oops. You know, I got to tell you, uh, I got a bunch of uh, j- samplers from the Japan Night and uh, from the Benton label, Benton Records. Of course, Audrey Benton, good friend of the shows. I really dig on Ginny Oops. I, I, I'm going to have to see what else they have out there and pick it up. I mean, I got one. I just grabbed one CD because I was like, I kind of dig them. You know, it's kind of expensive getting them from Japan, but they're so worth it, man. They have a great sound. I totally dig on them. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, last week, um, if anyone knows uh, Promi, make sure you wish him a happy birthday. We uh, all went out. Um, they actually got me out of the house, and we went to uh, eat at... What's that place called? Cheesecake Factory. I'm sure we'll talk about more, this a little bit more next time. Um, I did duck out of the Tron uh, a thon. Uh, basically, everyone that this big group, you know, a lot of people, uh, uh, Mimi Bun, and of course, Man with No Name, and we all go to celebrate Promi's birthday, and um, and we eat at this Cheesecake Factory, which is cool because I've never eaten there. So that was uh, that was good. You know, I know it's a very popular place. It's just I've always heard there's like this monster line, so I never go. Um, so we went there, that was cool, and then I know they hung out, and, um, I think they all went as a group to see Tron, and I tapped out of that because it was, like, opening weekend, and I do not do movies on opening weekend, although he, uh, Promi had said that it was much better than I had thought it would be. I assumed, you know, it'd be a madhouse. A madhouse! But it wasn't. So, everyone wish Promi a happy birthday. Um, I don't know how old he is. Younger than me. So that's yay for him. Um, I don't know. I've heard mixed reviews about Tron. That's one of those movies where I like it. I like the original one a lot. Most people don't because it is hokey and dumb. But it really heralds back to a time when computers were kind of cool and you didn't really know where they were going to go. You know what I mean? Like, you, gotta, you, you when, the, when the first Tron came out, that kind of stuff was like... You know, video games were in their infancy. You know, we were very happy with a little disc that eight dots and a little moon base that shot up at, you know, space invaders that dropped down and moved back and forth in the very set pattern. That was all good with me. And um, I've kept up with video games, but I still tend to play the old ones more. Uh, and, 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 you know, pinball, of course, is my my main um, love. i I restore pinball machines, and I I play them every chance I can get, but, um, you know, new new video games are cool, too, uh, I'm not a very, I'm not very good at them, I, I don't need to be shot by some 12-year-old, you know, running around with a rifle in some alien landscape, which is, seems to be that's the way they all are now, like, the first-person shooters, where you're like, oh, look at my cool weapon, or whatever, listening to some punk shoot me, so I don't do that, but I do, uh, I do keep up with some of the newer stuff, you know, Whatever. I don't want to get into video game talk. Early on, we would sit and talk about video games on the show a lot, and then uh, we were kind of told, you guys should stop talking about video games so much, and then we did. But I think we should try and find a happy medium, because they are a big part of my life, and I know they're a big part of uh, Promi and uh, Man With No Name's life, too. So I don't know. I, I don't even know what the hell's going on for uh, New Year's. I, uh, who, the, who knows? I have to go see I have to write Oliver close off and see if he's coming up and uh, go from there. Who knows? Like I said, I'm kind of going, I'm like limping into this holiday season with uh, not a lot of uh, care. You know what I mean? I just 
just seemed kind of like getting like it's another day. That's sad too. I used to be always so excited for Christmas and New Year's. I'm not depressed about it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I guess I'm just getting older. That's what happens. You just you grow up and it stops being magical. I, I I've always I've also noticed like as you get older, like you don't. Like, if you want something, you just kind of go get it. Or you save up your money, and you're like, oh, I'm saving for it, and then you go get it. It's not like when you're a kid, you have such limited income that, like, you can't get something. And then that's why, you know, like, Christmas is like, oh, my God, it's so awesome because, you know, you can't get a bike, and then you get your new BMX bike, or you get something that you've been, like, just dying for forever. When you're older, you're like, yeah, I want a new mic? Screw it. I'll go get a new mic. I mean, I don't. I try to not, not do that because I like uh, money in banks better than I like junk, although you wouldn't tell from around my house, because I have quite a few toys, but be that as it may, and I doubt if it was, I'll move on. I don't know, uh, any, any, any of you listeners have anything out there, uh, any good New Year's stories or plans? Make sure you write in. I w- you know, that's what I should have. I should ask all the listeners to write in with their New Year's, like, either their craziest New Year's, or 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 what happened to them this New Year's. Let's do that. Let, yeah, let's do that. Okay, if you're still listening to the show, well, yay for that. Do me a favor. Write in um, to Z-E-N-B-O-N-E at Hotmail.com and tell me your craziest New Year's story. And, of course, make sure you give me your username. For for new the people that are new to writing into the show, please give us a username. Um, that'll be funny. I'll, and then I'll, I'll read them on air because I think there, there's going to be some crazy stories out there. Again, Z-E-N-B-O-N-E at Hotmail.com and uh, write in with your craziest story. And let's see what we get for on air. All right. I'm going to go to Snickle Fritz with 666.
All right. Thank you very much, Nickel Fritz. Um, as always, look them up on our show notes. Okay, my name's Mal, and I have a drinking problem. No, not the one you're all thinking of. I just spilled coffee down the front of my shirt, so yay for that. Oh, well. I will say, uh, lately I've been kind of cracked out on the old Twilight episodes. Now, I've been getting these via Netflix, and um, i got to tell you, they're... They're kind of, even though they're cheesy and like, not cheesy, even though you can tell they were they were produced on like a lower budget, they are so much better than even like anything they make now. It just seems like writing is so lazy and generic and it's just the same cookie cutter shit. At least with those, like you, you, when you're watching these old Twilight episodes, you're kind of, you're like trying to figure out like what's. What's going to happen, or where is it going? And then it always, like, not always, oftentimes, it takes you in another direction, and you're like, oh, man, that is so awesome. i got to say, like, I think I'm up to volume six. I don't know how many volumes there are. I just added them all, and Netflix keeps sending them to me. I really dig them. Um, I don't, I think there was another, these are the original from the 50, late 50s, early 60s. I think there was another iteration of it, but I don't know how good that was. I mean, I don't really know that much about them. I've just been watching them. Um, and I know there's one called Outer Limits that um, the dude is supposed to be uh, giving me. He has the box set. The dude has the box set uh, of everything. He, he's, like, he is a, he when he collects music and movies, not movies as much as music, I got to tell you, he, he's ingesting his music for iTunes. I think he's going to have easily over a terabyte of music. It's insanity. I mean, if you imagine that much music, and it's all like the re- remastered box that he gets the top of the top of whatever, you know, it's really crazy. I- I'm-, I'm envious of his music collection. But that being said, as soon as he finishes ingesting it, he's going to m- um, merge with mine, and then we should have, we'll probably have like one, 1.5 terabytes of music. So, that'll be awesome. You know. Uh, uh, well, and I guess that's going to be it. I'm kind of running out of steam. I thought I had a lot more to talk about. And uh, apparently I'm not as awake as I thought I was. So, sorry folks. I did my best. Uh, I want to wish everyone out there a very Merry Christmas. Have a safe um, New Year's. And I will talk to you all with the dorks in tow in the very near future. All right, until then, don't you go changing.